Pints and Pies podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Daniel and this guy Mike Eagle is there as well. Tights and Pies podcast. Tights and It comes crashing down and you have a wrestling podcast. Then you introduce the host and you start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm Halloween Havoc Lublin, and I'm joined in the booth by my fellow leaders of the Nation of Conversation, the EST of P.O.D., Danielle Radford. Hi. <laughs> and standing in for Open Mike Eagle, the Countess of California, Rachel Sam Evans. Welcome back, Rachel. Uh, thank you so much. I love that title. <laughs> She's so fancy. She even she didn't come in her pajamas today. I did I, not come in my pajamas. And I asked her what was wow. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling a little <laughs> off, so I'm not in my pajamas. <laughs> She's wearing a very nice dress that people would wear to work. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, I know. It's a travesty. Well, I'm wearing my tuxedo, which is underneath a scuba suit because I'm secretly James Bond. Let's go to prom. You... Yeah, let's do I'm wearing it. A dress. The theme is I'm ready. What? Let's do it. That is. I would love to chaperone. That would be my fifth prom. <laughs> I went to four proms. That's not so Wow. I know. Too many proms. Too many proms. Or, or great. Too many proms. <laughs> Coming up on this week's show, the bossest of main events. The nonstop action has been stopped, a blissful improvement, and plenty more. So let's dive right into the biggest news, which literally just broke hours before we started recording. Reputable wrestling journalist Justin Labar sent out a tweet that said that WWE is set to buy TNA's video library. In addition to that, Billy Corgan would now be the new majority owner of TNA, and he'll likely be rebranding the company under a new name. Please, everybody hold all the applause on that one. We're still waiting for official confirmation from both companies on this because tweets aren't news, but the rumor mill <laughs> is a turning, and we've got to talk about this. So, Rachel, a lot of folks are characterizing this as a win-win for both companies. What do you think of the deal? It's just the library, right? Yeah, they're just getting the library. Oh, Okay. I guess I'm okay with that. Yeah. I just didn't want them to, like, take their talent and then bury them because they don't care. So, I... Yeah. Fine. I mean, I'm not fine. I don't care. (laughs) But the Billy Corgan thing is breaking my damn heart. Like, is this just going to be the next iteration of Smashing Pumpkins? They're just going to call it Smashing Pumpkins? That's it. Smashing Pumpkins Wrestling. It's Smashing Pumpkins Wrestling, and they just throw pumpkins at each other. That's great. James Eha is going to be the new X Division champion. They've already booked it. It's going to be fantastic. That was a deep cut reference. Real good. Real good. Thank you. Real good, Halbert. Yeah, that's the I, that's the depth of my Smashing Pumpkins references. <laughs> so so no, this deal is w, I think the WWE wins because all of a sudden they have they can make new DVDs for AJ Styles, Bobby Roode, Samoa Joe. Uh, they have all they basically have the missing piece of where all of their wrestlers went for several years. Yeah, that's so true. And then I, maybe maybe this is the fresh start that TNA needs because they're a sinking ship, as you rightly point out, and. Nobody's watching. Maybe that six-sided ring will go away. There's there's a lot to to hope for here. But Danielle, let's assume that the tweet is correct. 
all of this is true and the deal is going down, what do you think the new name of TNA, as owned by Billy Corgan, should be? I will accept joke answers, but this is not at midnight. <laughs> no points? No points. Mind you. Points me. Um, uh, that's it. Points point- me, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't appropriate daddy. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, it should be, um, well, it should just be points me, points me wrestling federation. No, it's, <laughs> I don't know. It'll probably honestly be something like extreme or whatever. Pilly Corgan sucks at naming things. Didn't he have a band named Schwan? Isn't that a bike? Uh, yeah, it's very <laughs> it's close, close to a bike. To <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, he's not, let's be really, really real. Unless you were like something from the 80s or 90s, there are no cool wrestling names. They've, no. They're taken. No. Yeah. They're, they're right. done. Unless he's going to name it Ring of Honorer. <laughs> the Ringest of Honors. <laughs> <laughs> so much honor. Oh, much get... ring, such honor. <laughs> See, that's why you have that six-sided ring, so you can fit all of the honor, honor inside. All of the honor. All yeah, the yeah, honor yeah. goes inside the ring. Uh, too much dignity <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> too much dignity wrestling. <laughs> Bad bald guys. And the ever, it's just like gals and Anders. It's just all bald guys. All bald wrestlers. Can we just, and Billy Corgan. Can we just call it Hardy's Backyard Wrestling? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> broken, <laughs> broken wrestling. Oh, there you oh, go. Oh, man. I would watch that. Broken yeah, yeah, yeah. How about Vanguard Wrestling? Vanguard. Ooh. All right. Okay. I see you. I could see Vanguard see? wrestling. How niche. Well, whatever they call that Hindenburg disaster of a promotion right now. <laughs> the, by the time you hear this, there is a good chance that more information will have already come out. No doubt we'll be paying attention to and, and hopefully we'll have a follow up uh, next week. Now, uh, let's move on. From the promotion that people aren't watching to the rematch nobody asked for, the rumors are running rampant that Goldberg Brock 2 has been signed for Survivor Series. Their previous encounter at WrestleMania 20 left the crowd booing both participants. Rachel, why will this match be any different? You tell me. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> a great I answer, right? Off on you. <laughs> Damn, I don't know. Um, can I break this down a little bit? Yes. Goldberg yeah. is doing really well in promotion. Like, he's doing really well on the franchise part of WWE. People are buying his collection. People are buying his merchandise right now for some reason. And so I understand why they're bringing him back. But I don't understand why they're bringing him back against Brock when I'm put off by Brock right now. Stop giving yeah. me Brock matches when you just are... you. You're just going to make him win every time. But maybe this is it. Maybe this is the like, ooh, okay. Okay, Rachel, let's do this. What if it's a Brock and Goldberg match? Goldberg is finally the person to defeat Brock. And then this sends Brock into some sort of spiral. And then he's losing to like... Ellingsworth. What's his name? Ellington? What's that guy's James name? El- Ellsworth? Ellsworth? Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry, baby. Ellsworth. Like, what if this sends Brock into a spiral? The only way I'll be okay with this match is if it changes Brock's position in some sort of way. Other than that, it's just going to be more of the same. It'll be good. I'm sure it'll be good. But I don't... You're sure? Yeah, I'm positive because I'm highly optimistic. No, it's I don't know. You know, it's you. <laughs> you are the optimist who comes in. You want to keep the the veil. You're you're like in favor of not knowing what's going on. And I'm always like want- wrong. That's the thing. <laughs> people are like, yeah. call me a mark. I can't be a mark because I don't know what's going on all of the time. I just hope for the best. What I wish is that this leads to more creative booking, because. Who knows? Maybe right. maybe it's not just this more of the same WWE. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. 
She's making faces at me. You I guys. am. I'm looking at you. All of my clothes are off right now. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> this is what happens when you take from, from New over. York, Hal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, jeez. I'm like sorry that. I left. My goodness. Um, this, I've, this is not how we conduct tights and fights. <laughs> it's girls night in. Um, yeah. <laughs> I will say this. Bill Goldberg is 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 legitimately a friend of mine. I've known him for... Several years, he's a real good guy. I've also been saying about Brock Lesnar, I'm I'm in your camp, Rachel. I can't. I, I'm over him destroying whoever he faces because all he does is devalue the current roster. And and I've said before on the show that the best use of Brock Lesnar is attraction matches. Yeah. And this is an attraction match. the The problem is for for the audiences who maybe aren't as familiar with Goldberg, the new fans, you have to build him up. So how how do you do that? He's not a guy who's come from from another sport where he's actively competing. He's a television personality now, mm-hmm. and he's still in great shape. But th- th- I don't think this is the type of attraction match that we need to see. Danielle, do you agree? Yeah, I just I don't I don't know what you do for Goldberg now when you've already got a Braun Strowman on the roster. You know what I mean? Like Braun Strowman's already yeah. doing the thing of I'm beating up every dude i beat up the dudes i'm the dude beater upper and so i don't know how you bring bra i mean because you're not going to bring goldberg in and have him rest i mean how fun though if they brought him in for a squash match and he just squashed someone no but they brought him in for a braun Strowman squash match okay that would be and then they have like (laughs) it's like a normal like jobber situation and then you have Goldberg come out and he's like, nah, honey. <laughs> fantasy booking, yeah. fantasy booking. <laughs> Never gonna happen. Well, <laughs> let's move over to Raw with both feet firmly on the ground. Universal champion Kevin Owens and his best friend Chris Jericho had an encounter with the New Day. And honestly, it might have been one of the first comedy segments on Raw that truly worked from beginning to end. Let's because, take a listen yeah, to it. You guys are good friends, right? You've done it all together. You won the tag team titles together. Good job. You held on to them for over 400 days. Good job. Together, you've compromised the health and safety of children all over the world by feeding them questionable cereal. Good job. Too much sugar. And uh, what was it, about six months ago? Seven months. About seven months ago, you all jumped the shark together. Kevin. You know for a fact that we do not swim. No, we don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that. We're not Simone Manuel. No. And second, look at yourself. When was the last time you jumped over anything? <laughs> I also want to point out in this segment that Chris Jericho misspelled Kofi's name with a Y. They kept the list thing going on where he can't spell anybody's name. I want... I want to see this list. So nuanced. I would pay money for this list. So nuanced. If they put put it on WWE Shop and and I will grab it. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't long before uh, Team Kevin and Chris took on the New Day with celebrities Ashton Kutcher and Danny Masterson on commentary. <laughs> now, Raw's had a lot of celebrity guests on the program before, <laughs> all the way back to Bill Shatner and Cy Sperling. And some of them have been fun. Some of them have been awful, like... You know, uh, Cy Sperling and William Shatner. <laughs> but I want to know, <laughs> what is your ideal integration of celebrities to the WWE, Danielle? Um, 
I like when, you know, when someone is uh, a fan of wrestling and they're sitting in the crowd and the camera goes over to them and they're like, oh, look at who's here. And then that's what we see of them the entire show. <laughs> that's yeah. my ideal. I just, I don't need Waka Flocka Flame or whoever to like come in and get into feuds with actual wrestlers. Like no, I don't, so embarrassing. I don't need it. It's so, how many times is friggin' do, 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 how many times has that dude been on the show? And Heath Slater has had the job to flow Ryda. Uh-huh. What are we doing? That's why he couldn't get a contract. He got kids to think about. No, I don't. Anytime there's been a celebrity, it's never less. It's never not awkward. It's always just like, oh, look, now the celebrity is going to um, fight someone who's supposed to be one of the best fighters in the world. Uh, it, you know, it, it's if it, you know, if it's like live action Street Fighter or whatever, like. Ted Koppel shouldn't be able to come in and kick the shit out of Chun-Li. And that's what winds up happening like over and over and over again. So yeah, I, I like it when they're like, oh, hey, look, blah, blah, blah from the Cleveland Browns is here. And then blah, blah, blah waves their hand and then they continue with the fine wrestling program. Mm-hmm. That's what I like. Or when uh, Snoop escorts his cousin um, and raps with her. That is also dope because he doesn't get in the ring later. That's great. Um, what about Stephen Amell? Stephen Amell, I would say that is the best that they've done. But even then, that's an angle that's really fun and doesn't go anywhere or do anything for the wrestlers that are participating in it. The only one who got anything off of that was Cody getting a guest role on Arrow. (laughs) All right. Rachel, I have a feeling I know the answer to this. But what about you? Do you prefer your celebrities to be in the background of WWE television? Or are you cool if they actually decide to use them for a match every once in a while? I hate it. Um, I, I think the point of having celebrities on the WWE is to say, hey, look, wrestling is cool. Look how all these celebrities like wrestling. If you actually want to achieve that, have them be fans in, just like you're saying, have them be fans behind the barricades. You pan to them for 15 seconds. They wave. They throw up a two sweet maybe to show that they're in the know. And then you move on because that is that's the ultimate cool. Having somebody near you and then tweeting about it for 15 minutes is not cool. Having somebody near you and then just knowing that you had that experience, that's cool. So it, it doesn't it, it it doesn't achieve what they want it to achieve. I think that it diminishes. <laughs> it makes all the wrestlers look like brown nosing idiots. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. um, that's extreme, but I feel that way. I, I stand by it. Hey, hey, I stand by it. Be in your truth. Live your truth. I'm living inside of my truth womb. I'm cozy. Um, I think the only person that I've ever appreciated has been Snoop Dogg, just because that level of apathy is so hard to achieve <laughs> that it is a beautiful sight. But like this Danny Masterson, Ashton Kutcher thing, it's like you're trying so hard to be cute. Hey, y'all, we're your cool yeah. dads, and we like wrestling. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's we like, already have a right. cool dad, and his name is Chris Jericho. Yeah. All you celebrities, you know what? You're on the list. Let's move on. Now, this week I'm officially outnumbered because I'm the only person who doesn't watch Lucha Underground. (laughs) So uh, we're going to discuss Lucha Underground in a segment that I like to call Danielle and Rachel explain Lucha Underground. I have a theme song for it. Go ahead, Julian. Hit that. (laughs) Here we go. Get ready. Danielle and Rachel. Explain Lucha Underground, yeah. That's the theme song. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good theme song. 
Danielle, the tell me about your favorite that thing. Song. Oh, it's crazy. They do. This the is very. Song. This song is the most over thing about the entire show. <laughs> and with, this is a good show. I'm not putting the show down. I'm saying how great the song is. All right, Danielle, I want you to tell me just your favorite thing that happened this week, and let's see if I can follow it. Go ahead. Oh boy. Okay. Um. So. I'll pick an easy one. Um, so Dario Cuerto, who I told you before, was the um, very, very um, coked out the co- Mexican yeah. Vince McMahon. Coked up Vince McMahon. And so he goes to talk to a lady that he hates um, named Sexy Star because Sexy Star is like, I can fight. I can fight dudes or whatever. And so they're talking and, and like she had been kidnapped by that dude I told you about, Marty the Moth. Now she has the um, essentially what is their version of a money in the bank except it's a belt, and you can fight for that belt. So if she loses the belt, then she loses her shot to cash in. And you can't cash in right away because Dario Cuerto don't like that shit. He wants to book his matches when he can get eyes on it. Mm -hmm. So you get like a week to book it. And so he was like, oh, are you just going to keep defending that belt, or are you too afraid to actually go up against um, my brother, who's the the big dude we talked about, the monster he kept in a cage? Are you afraid for your friend or afraid for yourself? I will never be afraid again. I would be if I were you. And she was like, I am not to Fred, because she has a really thick accent. Um, so she's like, I'm not to Fred. And so Dario Cuerto, this bitch, he starts mocking the way she said afraid. And he's like, well, if you're not a Fred, then it's you a, should. I'm a Fred. It's time to leave. Yeah, oh, I'm a Fred. It's time to leave. What a dick. Oh, I love that. <laughs> it was so good. Dario Cuerto is my ideal man. Oh, yeah? He's, oh, my God, yes. He is the soggy boy to end all soggy boys. Um, He just looks like he's always been dipped in, like, petroleum jelly. But I adore him. I'm in love with him. And I talk about it every week on the Lucha Underground after show that I do. (laughs) Hoping that he'll come on and sweep me away. I know this is an audio podcast. But I would bet if you're listening right now, you could imagine what my face looked like listening to all that. <laughs> nobody else will know, just you. Because I'm in, I'm in New York. I have the Skype camera off. Even Julian doesn't know. And he's the only one who would be able to see. It's just between me and this painting I'm in front of. So, Rachel, let me ask uh-huh. you this. With TNA in a state of flux, there, there's an opening now for another promotion to become the number two promotion in the country. Or at least expand its audience. Mm-hmm. So do you think that, that, that Lucha Underground is going to be the promotion that steps up and gets more exposure well, this, in the absence of TNA as they rebrand? This is difficult for me because I love, I think for me, Lucha is number one. I, I love the storytelling. I love the cinematography. I love everything about Lucha Underground. The wrestling, I mean, come on. It's like Prince Puma, a.k.a. Ricochet, is the best you can see right now. Yeah, the wrestling is dope. The, the wrestling is amazing. But I have a hard time not saying that just straightforward ROH is should be numbered. You don't think so? Oh my no, god. No, 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 I'm agreeing with oh, you. Oh, you're that was a grief face. That's my I agree with you face. Okay, I have I'm pondering. I have a hard time with human emotion. Um very disconnected. But no, I That's why we keep bringing her in to talk about things. <laughs> yeah, great. I'm doing well. Um no, no, I I definitely think that like I have a hard time not wanting to see ROH become a bigger promotion because ROH is straightforward professional wrestling. Mm -hmm. And it's some of the best you'll see. You have your Kenny Omegas and you have your Dalton Castles. True story. Like, 
it's it's just some of the best stuff that's being that's out there right now in a conglomeration of every promotion that I like. So I would definitely want ROH to become number two or number I mean number one is you can't that's WWE is the mafia you're not gonna they're their own state you're not gonna overtake like they're the queen of England yeah Yeah. so but (laughs) but I think with all the attention that professional wrestling is getting I think lucha is the most accessible to people my mom great example my mother's been married to my dad for 31 years he has watched wrestling since 1974 she has never watched a lick of the WWE. She hates it with a fiery passion. I showed her the trailer for Lucha Underground season two or season three, and she loved it. She was like, I'll watch this. I'll totally watch this. And I think that there's a there's a accessibility that people can relate to, especially non-wrestling fans. But if I'm going straight up wrestling, ROH is where it's at. I mean, that's what's up. All right. Too sweet, baby. <laughs> well, Too sweet, baby. Yes. Good luck, all of you other promotions. Uh, let's move on to our final story of this. We segment. got in some ROH, y'all. So stop, stop, we did. stop yelling at the people yeah. who aren't me. <laughs> oh. It's Julian. Julian's taking all the abuse because he's running the oh. Tights Fights account. I, I check it every day. I check it every day, and then I look at it. And I go, nope. Are people fun, mad Julian. you're not talking about ROH? They, I, I, I try to slide in some other stuff but the boys are also busy busy people with families and stuff and so they don't yeah. get to the lucha and the roh and, and the yeah, new yeah, japan yeah. and, it's, and all i mean that stuff that i, I legitimately don't have a life like this is all i do yeah well, this is all i do yeah cool i'll tell you what i watch hmm. i watch smackdown which <laughs> we've been talking about how they've stepped up their game in recent weeks we haven't talked too much about who might be the most improved superstar on the roster when Alexa Bliss first debuted on NXT, she was just a girl with a bubbly personality and a pixie skirt. And now, from her last months in NXT to her promotion to the SmackDown roster, she's turned up the attitude and become this vicious and aggressive woman who's also an occasional Harley Quinn cosplayer. Right now, it's kind of full-time. But that aside, Danielle, <laughs> did seeing Alexa Bliss make tweaks and improvements to her character kind of restore some of your faith in the WWE creative team? Well, that happened in NXT, and I never didn't have faith in NXT. NXT is where you go to figure that stuff out. Mm -hmm. So it's not just that NXT is an amazing product with amazing stories. You also give a lot of slack, and because it is where it is like a school, you do go there to learn. Um, And I think that um, more than just being the the tweaks and little improvements here and there, it's not just the create it's also alexa bliss herself like she is doing a great job of rolling with everything that's coming you know for a while she was female freddie for some reason (laughs) um and now she's doing the harley (laughs) quinn thing and it's cool whatever like i can't wait until she turns into fucking jason that'll be dope I'm really excited for when she... Full on leather face. (laughs) (laughs) Comes out and starts murdering people. (laughs) Great. She she comes down as pinhead with just a bunch of pins in her head. That's great. Whatever. I'm totally down with it. A poison ivy minute, that's, that's great. But she's been able to roll with all of it. And she, on the mic, she's one of the best people, like one of the best ladies. I'm not the first person who said it, but her facial expressions are like stupid. Um, So it's like a Damien Sandow where no matter what he was given, he found a way to do it, put his own spin on it and commit 100%. And that's what Alexa Bliss has been able to do. And it works. It works when you give it that full commitment. Yeah, she's truly incredible. She's great. All right. 
Well, Rachel, mm-hmm. I think we know Becky's going to retain the women's championship this Sunday at No Mercy. It's kind of a foregone conclusion. But it's how do you Sunday make sure already, that huh? Alexa? Yeah, it's already coming up. You Every thought other you were day. Done? Never. You're Every- never done. <laughs> you're going to be handcuffed to that network. I live in a paper. Uh, how do you make sure? <laughs> how do you make sure Alexa Bliss maintains the momentum that she's built up over the past few weeks from a creative standpoint? I'm giving you the book. I think that the well, I think the best thing you can do for. Uh, somebody who is being introduced to the mainstream WWE audience is to not give them the title immediately. There's nothing better than the chase for the title. So I, that's where you get your best story from. That's where you get your most like developmental things that you need to understand about the character and what they're willing to do for this title. So I think that's, I think that is the best way to keep momentum is not giving her that title, which I think like you said, we know she's not going to get, but see what she is willing to do and what measures she's willing to go to 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 overtake the you know everybody's sweetheart Becky Lynch. All right, we want you to share your opinion on the stories we talked about, or you can bring up something that we didn't uh, bring up. Well, of course you would. It's the internet. Why wouldn't you tell us? So be sure to find our Facebook group at facebook.com/groups/tightsfights. After a break, we're going to talk more about the historic main event on Monday Night Raw. You didn't think we'd actually forget about that, right? That's coming up on Tights and Fights. I love forget me not. I'm Jesse. I'm Jordan. And we've been doing Jordan Jesse Go for almost 10 years now. And it's not gotten any easier to describe. So we asked our fans to do it for us. Jordan Jesse Go is a weekly conversation with two best pals, two hilarious friends, the hilarious smart kids talking about hilarious stuff that happens to them. Mostly really stupid stuff. Awkward anecdotes, insane tangents. Heartfelt stuff. It's like being thrown in the middle of a hilarious conversation between you and your best pal. It's a show that makes me laugh every week, which is pretty rare and wonderful. It might be the best thing on the internet. One of the funniest things you will hear. And it's the best part of my week and has kept me company for the past seven years through all sorts of life. I love those guys. That's Jordan Jesse Go, the comedy podcast that's been named Best of iTunes. Every Monday on MaximumFun.org or your favorite podcasting software. I'll hug you and kiss you and love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin. With me in the booth are... Danielle Radford. And Rachel and Evans. Sorry. Yay! <laughs> Every week, we like to take a look at one particular corner of the wrestling world that deserves extra attention. This is our main event. In over a thousand episodes of Monday Night Raw, the women wrestlers have main evented the show exactly once. That is, until Monday night. Sasha Banks and Charlotte headlined WWE's flagship program live from the Staples Center. Let's hear what happened. Charlotte, look at this! It's Sasha's shoulders down, turns it right back over to the back statement again! Great counter by Sasha! Charlotte's got nowhere to go! Sasha's the champion! Sasha's the champion! such a seminal moment that we have to reflect on it and think about how WWE could follow up on it. Danielle, 
you got to see your special wrestler, Sasha Banks, come out on top as a two-time women's champion. Yeah. Did the match live up to your hopes for what Sasha and Charlotte could accomplish? It, you know what? It was great. And it was great in a way that still felt um, separate than um, the first time that Sasha won um, the belt. I mean, they're still going to murder each other. And I'm terrified for Hell in a Cell. But, <laughs> but we're all going to get through it together. But yeah, no, I thought it was a great match. Charlotte was at peak Charlotte. She was amazing. Oh, she was amazing. Um, everything yeah. that she did before the match, um, when she was talking to Bailey, and she's like, oh, I'm sorry. My title's too loud. I have to go main event. Charlotte has gotten yes. so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she has gotten so good at being a heel. Um, and those moments, right, when she lost it, when she's like, that's mine, that's mine, that's mine. Um, I'm yeah. really excited to see where we go into Hell in a Cell because, like, just the way that Charlotte reacted when she was leaving. I think that match is going to be great. I think I'm going to have a million heart attacks and I'm probably going to eat it with some Froyo. Um, so I have something there to calm my nerves. <laughs> Froyo and boyfriend cuddles. Mm-hmm. That's uh, I think that's all yeah, I have the, to watch that match. We, we've been, if you look at uh, the Facebook group, actually, uh, Julian Burrell, our, our producer, Hi, posted requesting video packages for like to build up matches because regardless of what el- whatever else is going on with WWE Creative, their video packages are great. And the video package for this main event was fantastic because they built all two or three years of this rivalry from them being best friends mm. to turning on one another to she's a, she's a heel, she's a face, she's a face, she's a heel. And and how that's built throughout the years, it made the match for me seem even more important. And, and I skipped through both shows this week. I kind of skipped around, and that was one that I made sure I watched every bit of it. And it was it was great. I I love the build to it. So uh, yeah, Rachel. those those packages are amazing, and the crowd was super yes. into it, yeah. which was nice, delicious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No CM Punk chance. No other wrestlers chance. They were just there to watch that match. So, Rachel. Yeah. There were some on Twitter, this is going to be a shock, saying Ugh. that the match didn't have all the typical technical qualities of a match they look for. You? Then others. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I, I didn't do it. I wasn't <laughs> tweeting about it. But others were saying that the emotion and the story the match told more than made up for it. Where do you stand on the match itself? Those smarky fools. Like. I get it. You watch wrestling. Oh, do you watch New Japan Pro Wrestling? Yeah, me too. Appreciate this for what it is. Them tearing this match apart. I saw it too because people were tweeting at me. Why me? I'm not in the match. I don't want to hear it. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I... Hey, Rachel, I just think you could have hit that. Rachel, um, (laughs) could you you tell your really close personal friends, Sasha and Charlotte, that they could have hit that? I can't right now. But no, I... It's not the point. It's not the point. The point is that they are making female wrestlers, superstars, dynamic, like crowd-provoking characters who don't need to rely on anything other than what they're giving, not their bits. I don't want to say the the T word tits. Okay, yeah, I'm can, sorry. You can for sure say I, titties. I know I can, but I just mm-hmm. I don't want I don't want to refer to their like woman breasts as tits, you know? <laughs> but they <laughs> they they are two dynamic superstars who have a real life like real life, you know what I mean, in within the world of professional wrestling and the WWE feud that is being like culminated to this moment which is a main event which should be taken in for what it is and that is a story 
not you're not getting you know, a New Japan ladder match. You're not going to get a technical match. I understand that. And you're going to have really impressive moments, but the point is that it's a main event. Nobody's making a big deal of it. Nobody's saying, like, oh, isn't it great that we have a women's main event? They're saying, hey, these are our two superstars. This is the most dynamic and provoking match of the night. It's your main event. And that's the point of it. So, yeah, it really bothers me when people tear it apart for technicalities because... Why are you a wrestling fan if you don't like wrestling? Like, <laughs> yeah. what, like well, what? and also I like look at what yeah. you're saying. Are you a person who who is tweeting about this and then cheering whenever Brock Lesnar wrestles somebody in a technical, real technical mastery that we're seeing there? Nine hundred German suplexes exactly. and F five, and and we're going home. And these are or, the same people that are wearing Andre the Giant shirts who literally just put he just put his hand in people's faces, which is dope, but. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not doing double moonsaults off the top rope. Like, that is not, it's not what you're here for. So appreciate it and understand that this is a moment for us, us lady fans who haven't had yeah. a moment before. Let us have something. Let us, let us have one Good thing. Good Lord, let us have something. Jeez. I will send the spirit of Beyonce on you so fast. You're never going to sleep with any of us. <laughs> let me tell you this. <laughs> may I add something? Yes, Ladies, you may. Yes, of be? course. Of course. Okay. The, the, the vinocracy, <laughs> the vagocracy, vagocracy. that you may add something. You may speak now. Thank you. <laughs> I just want to say to all of those fans out there who are saying this, that the moves are not important. It's not the what, it's the why. What you saw on Monday night was two great wrestlers and really strong characters telling a great story that's been told over the course of two years. And you don't see a lot of that in WWE unless it's Cena versus Orton, which is not really setting the world on fire anymore. (laughs) This has been built and built and built until you want to see their matchup every single time. So, guys, shut your traps and think about what you're saying for a second. Think, then write. Don't write, then think. All right. Sorry. Here, here. My final question to both of you. There is a chance that WWE will just pat itself on the back and be glad that it had the women's championship in the main event again. But if that's the case, it'll be 10 years before it happens again. So do you think the WWE should commit to having women in the main event regularly, like, say, once a month? Or, I mean, do you even put a limit on it? Do you just say, what's the hottest match and put that on last? Yeah. Yeah. I think you say, I think you say, what's the hottest match and put that on last? But I also say that they do it at least, you know, three times a year. So that's like first do that thing where you say what's the hottest match and then also do the thing I want three times a year. Yeah. I mean, when it becomes noticeable that you are not putting women in the main event, then it's then it's a problem. But it's not I think it's unfair to just say, like, you must this is your quota for female main events. That's I think that's unfair. But I I do think it's a step in the right direction. But despite my perpetual optimism, I don't have uh, much hope that this is the start of a new. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Just three times a year. Y'all do a lot of shows. You can give me three. It's like, yeah. (laughs) Next. Next stop. Intergender matches. (laughs) Please. There you go. Please. Wait, if we well, do that, Mike's going to have to stop watching. Oh, yeah. He's uncomfortable yeah. by it. Oh, I yeah. Know. We can't do that. We can't have it. Look, time's only going to tell what next steps WWE decides to make. But as long as we're far away from Braun Pandy's matches, at least it's progress. <sighs> After the break, let's take a look at some of the less historic and more hilarious things from the world of wrestling. You're listening to Tights and Fights.
The great questions of your life. The great questions of your life. Should you put ketchup on a hot dog? Put ketchup on a hot dog. Toilet paper. Over or under? Toilet paper. Star Wars? Star Wars? Star Trek? Or Star Trek? Fear not, my friends. Fear not, Mark my and friends. Hal always reach the definitive answer. Simply listen to We Got This with Mark and Hal every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Pacific on Maximum Fun. Fun. We got this. Your better self is right around the corner. Namaste. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin. With me in the booth are... Danielle Radford. And Rachel Evans. And... <laughs> Yay! <laughs> to finish off the show, we're going to put over three things from wrestling that we thought were funny or interesting. We call it the three count. Danielle, kick us off. What do you want to put over? Okay. Um, I Because I, I have to. I am putting over... Um, Ric Flair was... I believe he was on his podcast or he was on a show... And they had people calling in with questions, and someone had a question <laughs> to Ric Flair about who were some famous people who rode Space Mountain, which is his gross nickname for his gross dad dick. <gasps> no! and, and so he, he, I know it's a 16-time world championship dick, but come on. I'm sorry. I can't. Yeah, no, well, you can and you are. Mm-mm. So um, we'll go ahead mm. and we'll listen to uh, that clip where Ric Flair um, heavily implies that he straight up boned Holly Berry after her divorce. We're going to get any names you want today? Me to start with Halle Berry or what? Oh, Halle Berry wrote Space Mountain. <laughs> of course she did. Okay. She was in Atlanta and she just got divorced from Dave Justice. <laughs> Are you telling a real story right now? Do what I have to make up a lie? All right, no, so I'm that was um, that was uh, Ric Flair being real gross about Holly Berry. And the second part of this um, that I'm putting over, um, because it's a two-parter, because TMZ, they talked to Holly Berry's representation, and she was immediately like, I don't know that dude. I never heard of that dude. What's a Ric Flair? Like, she couldn't have denied it any. Like, you can tell that she was trying to hold in how mean she wanted to be about how little she knew him. So that's going to be one of those stories where Flair swears that they did, but he also drank and has been hit on his head a whole lot. And Hallie swears that she didn't, but who knows if she would admit it. So I guess we're just never going to know if she took down um, Pirates of the Caribbean or whatever he's calling his dick tomorrow. <laughs> oh, God. Well, you know what really happened? Uh, he he just saw Flintstones in the theater back in 1995. <laughs> yeah. But he's been traumatized so much, that's all he remembers. <laughs> all oh, I, I think I had think sex about, with her. All I can think about is what I imagine Ric Flair's penis to look like right now. I just imagine it's a mini Ric Flair. Oh, no. <laughs> just It's got a robe. Just like real red and blotchy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and like melting. I think it looks like an elongated date. Rachel. Oh, gosh. What do you want to put over? Okay, so this is slightly old, but I think it's from episode two of this season of Lucha Underground. It is ever so slight and completely not the focus of anything. But there's a match where um, Matanza, who is Dario Cueto's monster brother, is fighting, and he has... Like he, I can't even remember who was who he pinfalled. Like who who he was on top of. Whatever. Dario Cueto goes, puts his little head into the ring, 
and looks at the <laughs> official and says, you have to count faster. And that is it. And it was so out of character. And it was so clearly just the actor, not Dario Cueto. Like, it was so clearly him telling this official, like, you have to count faster. And it's my favorite thing I've seen in wrestling, I, I think, in 10 years. All right, you want to, let's uh, go ahead and throw to that. Oh, wow. Our amazingly, athletically gifted and maniacal champion. Stacked over. No. Brother, that was almost like a jujitsu thing there. He hooked his leg and put his knee through his nostril. Count faster. You have to count faster. <laughs> okay, well, there What a was. beautiful man. <laughs> oh, oh, fantastic. All right. As for me, I'm going back to SmackDown to the best angle of the fall and maybe the late summer and maybe 2016, Dolph Ziggler versus The Miz. Wait, is this a combo breaker? It's not about Jericho? No, this isn't. It is tangentially about Jericho because it is a wrestler <laughs> hosting a talk show segment. Oh! But uh, this week, I want to pull a clip from Miz TV on SmackDown uh, where The Miz put together a special WWE 24 about the career of Dolph Ziggler. And it was great. Another great video package from WWE. Let's hear a little bit of it. And what crushing heartbreak for Dolph Ziggler. Once again. Oh, so close. After 11 long years of mediocrity. Dolph Ziggler says farewell to a career that never was. What the hell did I do it all for? WWE 24, the success of a failure. This Sunday at No Mercy, only on WWE Network. <laughs> you know what? I love when something is is edited, like a slam face is edited, but edited well. And they did, yeah. they did that. So, I mean, that whole segment was great with Kenny and mm-hmm. uh, was it Mikey from, yeah. f- from the Spirit Squad coming out and beating him down? I mean... <laughs> The whole segment is A+, but that, that WWE clip, the, the the fake 24, is worth checking out. So please, please do. It's online. I know yeah, for sure that was pretty great. That was great. Like, if uh, if Sasha hadn't won this week, it would have been my moment of the week mm-hmm. for wrestling, for sure. Absolutely. There you go. That does it for this week on Tights and Fights. We are a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. Our hosts are Danielle and Rachel Sam Evans, along with me, Hal Lublin. And if you want to hear more from Rachel, find her on the YouTube show After Buzz, talking about Lucha Underground. Our producer slash man behind the glass is Julian Burrell. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Colin Anderson. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so make sure you go listen to him play music if you're in the Bay Area right now. Remember to tell all your fellow Marks about the podcast and to give us a kind review on iTunes. If you're only listening to the show, you're not getting the full Tights and Fights experience, you fool! You join us on Facebook and Twitter to tell us what's on your mind with anything related to wrestling. Facebook.com slash group slash tights fights and at tights fights on Twitter. We'll be back next week to talk about even more, you guessed it, wrestling. Tights and fights podcast. Tights and fights. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.